Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Father God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your peace. We thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We come before you in prayer and thanksgiving. We invite you here, Father. You're already here because where two or more are gathered, here you are in the midst. And we believe at Press Church and we say at Press Church and we say here at One Cause that if Jesus shows up, we believe anything can happen. We believe that salvations can manifest. We believe that healings, miracles, signs and wonders, Holy Spirit, you can be our comforter. You can be our teacher. You can be the person you need to be and flow through these rooms, flow through these seats, flow through these buildings and have your way today. We did not come to church just for another Sunday experience. We came to have an impact and a powerful experience with you today, God. So Father, I thank you that it's not by my might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit that you've given me a word that we need to hear today at this moment, that the reason people are here is not just coming to church, but because you have a divine appointment. You have an appointment book with their name scheduled on it for today. And we believe that something is going to be released in their lives because of what they've done by just being faithful and showing up to church today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. My wife and I, as Pastor Eric was just saying, we had a child. She's around four months now, and um, we're a family, so I, I have to uh, say we made this decision. Um, we decided to also get a puppy at the same time that we had a baby, so that's a good idea uh, for everybody to do. Um, so I say that I didn't just have a baby, I had twins. Um, because they're both pooping and peeing all over the house, and um, we're just having a great time uh, with our puppy. Uh, he's the best, uh, not really. And we, uh, we call his name Buck, uh, B-U-C-K, um, for those hard of hearing, uh, starts with a B. And uh, we named him that after um, a soldier and character from Band of Brothers, uh, just uh, and so we, we believe that uh, he's going to be a warrior and, uh, and protect our house and uh, not just eat his poop, amen? Um, and so Buck is, uh, he's, he's getting to be a better dog, um, but we, we put him in his cage a lot. Um, if you're an animal lover and you don't like the word cage, his pen, we put him in his pen in the sunroom. And uh, sometimes he enjoys going there because he's tired and uh, he wants to take a little nap. But a majority of the time it's because of the consequences that he's done when we've let him out the house um, and let him out of his cage. And uh, so he goes in there in his cage. And if he's quiet and he's not uh, talking or yelping or barking and he's just laying there, um, then like any other dog owner, we leave him be. If there's a quiet dog, you leave him alone. You don't, you don't mess with him. But... Uh, Buck doesn't always do that. He, uh, he likes to make a little bit of noise uh, when he needs to go out or he's tired of being in his cage. He's fed up with being locked up. He's, he's, he's overwhelmed with being in this tiny pen in his life, and he starts making noise. He starts yelping. He starts barking. He starts making it very apparent that he is ready to be released from his cage. And me, as his father, when I hear him yelling and declaring that it's time for him to get out of his cage, I have to 
obey and go and get him out. And when I get him out, I get to take him where he needs to go. And he receives the blessings that are available to him outside of his cage. He can receive his dog treats and he can receive his toys and he can go outside and he can drink all the water in the world so he can pee in my house somewhere again. Um, and I'll step in it with socks, and you know, it's just, it's a blessing, and then, you know, as opposed to humanity, uh, animals, back in the cage, Buck, here we go, buddy. Today, my sermon title is Be Released. Be Released, that I believe that God wants to help us, and that when we make enough noise, and we get tired of being in whatever cage, whatever issue, whatever problem is going on in your life, when we make enough noise, our Father in Heaven has to respond and release us out of our cage. Join with me by saying the sermon title, Be Released. One, two, three, Be Released. Today, I declare by faith and receive it in your spirit, today is your release day. Amen? Today is your release day. Say that. Today is my release day. Today is my release day. When I worked in the prison, when I was in college, um, inmates would tell you a lot of lies, would tell you a lot of things, um, but inmates, uh, they have paperwork from the courts, from the police, from whoever, of when they're supposed to get released. And they might lie to you about a lot of things, but when it's their day to be released, when it's their day to come out of that jail cell and get out of there and go into freedom, they have all the paperwork, all the documents, and they're slamming those things on the window saying, today's my release day. you got to let me out. No longer am I going to stay where I am. I'm going somewhere. I'm doing something. Today's my freedom day. By faith, today is your release day. Do you believe that? Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 10 is the scripture we're going to focus on today. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. Here's where we're going to focus on today. But the word of God is not chained. Amen. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal But the Word of God is not chained. I might be chained. You might be chained. But it says in the Scriptures today that the Word of God is not, has not, will never be chained to anything. The Word of God is not bound to the physicality of this earth. It's not chained to the same situation that you currently are in. The Word of God is free to move between the physical and the spiritual world. You might be in a situation right now where you don't know how you're going to get out of it. You might not see the light. You might not understand what's the best option to get out of it. You've tried this. You've tried that. You've asked this. You've asked that. But if you're chained, it says the Word of God is not chained. It's not tied to the situation that you're tied to. Which means I can start declaring the Word of God even in the situation that I'm in to help me get out of whatever I'm going through. Because the Word of God is not chained. Even if the physical book of the Bible is destroyed, the Word still can function in its same power on the earth. That luckily we're in the 
land of the free, home of the brave. We can have as many Bibles as we want in our house. We have the free ability to come to church today, worship together openly. We can open the doors and everyone can hear us sing, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper. There are other countries, there are other places where the Bible, the book itself, is outlawed, is banned, is not allowed to be used or read. Missionaries have showed us and told us throughout times that if they can just get their hands on a page, they can just get a chapter, if they can just get a book and read that. But what happens if the book is taken away from us? What if it's removed? Does that automatically make the Word of God of no effect? Absolutely not. Because I don't need the book to have an encounter with God I don't need the book to be able to remember these scriptures to go out. And the scripture says that by Jesus' stripes I am healed. Scripture says that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's inside of me. I know that. I don't need to go and read the book to make it of effect because the word of God was more powerful as we speak it out into existence. Because the Word of God's not chained. So yeah, they might take away the church building. Yes, they might take away the book. They might do all that, but you can't take away the Word that's inside of me. And when I declare that Word of God, it's not chained. It can go out today, tomorrow, yesterday, whenever, and it can influence and impact anyone at any time. Isaiah 55, verse 11, we've heard this scripture before. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. God makes this statement when the word is declared. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The importance of the spoken word. It will accomplish. It shall prosper. The Word of God has existed and will continue to exist. The Word is the truth, whether you believe it or not. The power of the Word. That we can sit in the same service, listen to the same pastor, quote the same scriptures and be on this side and walk out of here and say, well, I didn't hear nothing. Nothing blessed me. He didn't say nothing that made sense to me. And we can have somebody on the other side who hears that same Word and be forever changed by it. Just because you don't believe it doesn't mean that it's not real. It doesn't mean that it can impact and change your life. I enjoy telling people that if they don't believe in healing, that's great. You'll just get to heaven quicker than me. <laughs> but I believe in healing. Doesn't mean it's not true. Just because you say, nope. Luckily, the fun part of ministry is I've had preach messages and people have come up and wanted to debate theologically how what I preach was wrong. And now I just start giving them Pastor Eric's cell phone number and say, we'll call him. <laughs> and in that same service, in that same moment, I've had people come up and say, that message changed my life. I've never heard the word presented that way. The gospel has changed me. Because the word of God is true, whether you believe it or not, it pleases the Father when we speak and use and trust His Word. God knows the power and the importance of His Word. 
It's not a shock to him when you make declarations. Whoa, hold on. They're saying the scripture. Angels, pull it up. Are we able to do that? They won't. What? Did I say that? Go through the book. Okay. All right. That's good. Granted. No, God is not shocked or amazed. He expects you to use your word, and he expects it to prosper in your life. It transcends all languages and all cultures and can be understood by all mankind. The Word of God is not chained. It can be understood by all that I can have a translator up here speaking in whatever language it is, and the people who understand that language can be impacted by it. Think about when Isaiah pins that by Jesus' stripes you will be healed. Think about from when he wrote that to where you are now in 2020. The power of that word, when the revelation hit him and he wrote it down and he saw it, and the people who understood it, heard it, and have been quoting that year after year after decade after decade after century after century, and now here in 2020, here we are in this crisis that they say and we're standing on a word that was spoken so long ago that has the same power of when it was written, when it was written, whenever it was given to him, that by Jesus' stripes, we are already healed. Power of the word. It can transcend mankind. It can transcend history. It can transcend people and cultures. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, amen, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That word temptation, yes, it does mean temptation to sin, but it also means adversity. It also means affliction. It also means trials. Whatever cage you feel like you're in today, whatever you feel like you're chained to today, whatever trial or adversity you're going through, it says that you're not supposed to be looking at the situation. You're supposed to be looking for the way of escape because he's already made a way of escape because his word is not chained. It's powerful. It's strong enough to bring you out of whatever the situation, trial, or temptation is. Psalms 19, verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul His word is so powerful that it can convert even the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Being from Louisiana and a Cajun, I receive this right now. We're constantly in a fight with either Alabama or Mississippi to be last in education, and we win quite frequently. I need this scripture right here. Guarantee you I'm going to say a lot of words wrong, so we just let the Holy Spirit uh, be my interpreter and let you hear what I really mean. Making wise the simple. We see when Jesus died on the cross that He took on so many things. He took on so many things so that we could walk. Pastor Eric talks about the great exchange. He became sin so that we could become righteous. He became poor. He became sickness so that we could be healed, so that we could prosper. He also took on being caged up being handcuffed, being tied, so that today you can be released. Luke chapter 23 and verse 16. 
Pontius Pilate is speaking to all the religious people. And he says, I will therefore chastise him, being Jesus, and release him. For it was necessary for him to release one to them at the feast. And they all cried out at once, away with this man and release to us Barabbas. Right here it's showing us and Jesus is showing us that he has a plan and a purpose for you to be released today. He took on, he walked into the cage, he was bound, he was handcuffed, he was shackled so that Barabbas could be released today. How I have the confidence to stand up here in the name of Jesus and say, be released. Be released. And whatever situation is going on in your life, be released. Now is the time to come out of it. Be released in Jesus' name. Because he walked into that cage so that me and Barabbas and all of us could walk out released. My mother-in-law last year, we found out, was diagnosed with cancer. She had a biopsy done and found out that she had cancer. And when we found that out, we went to the house. I knew we had to take communion together. I started praying to God, what do you want to do? This is a moment. This is a time where you can show yourself mighty. It also can be a time where we could fall into a cage, where we could bring an anchor on our soul and bring us down. I said, we're not going to do that. And God gave me a scripture in Psalms 1. 17, I mean 118, verse 17, where the scripture says, you will not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And I walked into that house full of faith. We took communion together and I looked at my wife's parents and I said, I don't know what journey we're about to go on, but the word of the Lord is not chained. It's being released right now. You will not die. You will live and you will declare the works of the Lord. We decided that surgery was the best option, and she went and got surgery, and they started biopsying the cells that they had taken out earlier after the surgery. And at the end of it, they said, we can't find cancer. All we can find is a few fatty cells in what we took out. God is a good God. A couple months later, as we came into this new year, Maddie's mom and dad were eating lunch, dinner with us, and they sat down and Ms. Karen said, the bills are coming in now from all the surgeries and the hospital and everything that happened. And they say there was a, a lapse in the insurance. Something happened with the insurance. And they're saying that we owe over $50,000. She said, I don't, I don't know. We're trying to figure out with the insurance what's going on. And I felt God speak to me. And I said, Ms. Karen, I said, the same God that healed you of your diseases, isn't he the same God that is prosperous enough to take care of those financial bills? He wouldn't just bring you halfway through. He's going to bring you all the way through. Yeah. Within the last couple of weeks, she called us, said she called the doctor, called the hospital, and started talking with them. Said, we're working with the insurance people. Her dad had retired. We're trying to figure out where the lapse was, what's going on, like... What can we do to start paying on these bills? What do you want us to do? And the lady said, Ma'am, I, I don't know what to tell you, but what I look at in the computer, your balance is zero. She said, because... She said, we're going to let insurance pay whatever it wants to pay, and we're going to cover and write off the rest of it. Because the Word of God is not chained. Be released today. Be released today it was an opportunity for us to walk right into a jail cell and say, I don't know what's going to happen. Death is there. Financial failure is there. Everything is there. 
But no, 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 the word of God is not chained to the situation that we walked into and we could speak the word of God and watch it change and transform our lives. Come out of that cell, be released today. And as you come out of that cell, now is the time to release that word into your future. Release the word into your life. We let the word of God release us from our past, release us from our cages, release us from our self-made limitations that we have put on. And we let the unchained word of God be released into our future. Numbers chapter 23, Balaam is trying to pronounce a second curse over the Israelites, and starting in verse 19, he makes this declaration. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it, and will he not do it? Behold, I have received a command to bless. He is blessed, and I cannot reverse it. And that's under the old covenant. Think about right now with us in the new covenant on better principles, on better blessings. He has received a command to bless. And he can't even reverse it, even if he tried. You are blessed. You are highly favored. Yeah. And it's time to start declaring that word of God to go out into your future. Whether it's five minutes from now, five years from now, 50 years from now, that that word is unchained and it can go forth and it can go exactly where it needs to go. Yeah. You might be limited right now to time and space in the year 2020, but the word of God isn't limited. Where you want to go is what you start declaring. Psalms 119, 89, and 90. Scripture reads, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. I love that word. It says your word is settled in heaven. It's established. It's the law. It is what it is. There's no way to change it. It is settled and established in heaven. And we all get excited about going to heaven because there's, there's freedom and there's peace and there's no sin, there's no sickness, there's no death. There's all the things that we want, desire, and crave up in heaven. It's, it's up there. We tell, oh, we can't wait to get there. It's going to be so great. And it will be. But why wait when you can have it right now? Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5, in the Lord's Prayer, verse 10, he says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Something about the word being unchained, that it's up in heaven. And why do I have to wait to get to heaven? Because God brought heaven down to earth, so therefore I can pray and encourage myself in the Lord and say, whatever's up in heaven, I need to see it right now here in my life. You say that there's joy up there, I need to see it right down in my life. You say that there's salvation, there's peace, there's joy in the Holy Spirit, I need that right now in my life. If it's settled up there, then I need it settled in my life right now going forward. It's time to start declaring that unchained Word of God and releasing it into your future. September 16th, 2018 to October 30th, 2019, there was a radio burst that was heard. One of our big satellites that we had picked it up from out in space somewhere, probably where Star Wars was filmed. <laughs> and this radio burst came, and 16 days later, that same radio burst came again. 16 days later, that same radio burst came again. They started trying to figure out where it was coming from. He said, E.T.'s finally phoning home. Here he comes. 
And they figured out that the signal came from 500 million light years away in some small galaxy. Now to help you, and you can help me with this math, a light year equals one trillion miles. So one light year equals one trillion miles. The signal came from 500 million light years away. So if you carry the zero twice, and there's <laughs> integers, Louisiana math has failed me. <laughs> the idea that whatever this sound is, is 500 million, trillion, billion, quadrillion, lillion, however many zeros that is, light years away, and made a sound. And it traveled, and traveled, and traveled, and traveled. Who knows how many days it took, how many years it took, how many decades it took for it to finally come and hit our little satellite. Bing! Just think that if a radio signal could do that and travel all that way, in all that time, in all that noise, and still make that noise on our satellite, beep, what can the unchained Word of God do in your life when you declare it right now over your life? When you start releasing that Word of God over your future, when you start releasing that Word of God over your kids and over your family and over your household and over your finances, it's not going to take a trillion, quadrillion, billion, billion years. It's going to move a lot faster than that. I want to show you about releasing the Word into your future. And a very, very real story for me. Judge me after the fact, please. This morning I was getting ready for church and my daughter, my baby, was sleeping on the bed. It ends with her falling out of the bed, so just go ahead and uh, enjoy that for a second. I did all day. And I, she was asleep in the bed and I got out and gave her a pass as she was sleeping and I went and got in the shower and was getting ready and I was praying for the service and, and praying for our service back in South Carolina and thinking about the sermon and was praying. And, uh, I was almost done with the shower and I heard her talking. I said, okay, she's awake. I need to finish this up. And uh, I should have heard the voice of the Lord and responded quicker because my thought was she might fall out the bed. I said, nah, she, she ain't fell out yet, so she'll be all right. But in that moment, I said, God, protect her. I said, she's not going to fall out the bed, but heal her, protect her, keep her safe. I heard her starting to get fussy. I turned the water off, opened the door, grabbed my towel, and I heard a thud. And I thought, my wife is going to kill me. <laughs> and the screams started as soon as I heard the thud. And I ran in there, and I picked her up. I just started praying over her, holding her, consoling her. And the word of God was released, not in 500 trillion light years. It wasn't released in five years, 50 years. It was literally released in less than five seconds of me praying, saying, God, if she does fall out, protect her and heal her and keep her safe. Thud, and I'm right there. Wow, God, your word works. And there she is, sleeping. Oh, no. She's good. She's good. The word of God works. As I finish, and I'm stopping right now. And you can make your way up here, Faith. An example of this is in the Scriptures in Acts chapter 3. The story is 1 through 10, but we're going to dive in verse 6. Peter and John went to pray, and they met a lame man on the way. And he tells them when he asks them for money, he says, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. 
In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. The power of the unchained word that we see right here, that although money is an important aspect of our life, that the word of God is even more powerful than currency, even more powerful than money. He says, silver and gold, I don't have anything of, but what I do have is the unchained Word of God that can pull you out, that can release you from your cell today. It can be the key that can release you from your infirmity. And he says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now God, it's me being God and you heal somebody. This person hasn't walked in who knows how long. His muscles, his bones... The deformities, they're worn down, they're limited. I would think if I just got healed but could still do like the deer walk, the giraffe walk, oh, yay, God healed me. This is, this is awesome. But that's not our abundant God. Yeah. It's not who our God is because when he healed him, not only did he fully restore his muscles, restore his bones, restore his legs to where his body could support him, he also restored his mind instantly on how to remember to walk and to move. And not only was he walking, he's walking and leaping and praising God because the unchained Word of God, when it manifests and moves in your life, changes your life forever. Be released today. John 15, verse 7, my last scripture. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. His word is not chained and is available to help you break through any bondage that you experience in this world. I ask you today, are you ready to be released from your, cage, your chains and your cage by an unchained and unrestricted word of God? The Word of God is your key to your cage and your freedom today. Be released today. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.